This morning's scripture lesson is from 1 Timothy 6, 1 through 12, and then 17 through 19. Let all who are under the yoke of slavery regard their masters as worthy of all honor, so that the name of God and the teaching may not be blasphemed. Those who have believing masters must not be disrespectful, disrespectful excuse me, to them on the ground that they are all members of church. Rather, they must serve them all the more, since those who benefit by their services are believers and beloved. Teach and urge these duties. Whoever teaches otherwise and does not agree with the sounds of the words of our Lord Jesus Christ and the teaching that is in accordance with godliness is conceited, understanding nothing, and has more of a craving for controversy and for the disputes about words. From these come envy, dissension, slander, base suspicions, and wrangling among those who are deprived in mind and bereft of truth, imagining that godliness is a means of gain. Of course, there is great gain in godliness combined with contentment, for we brought nothing into the world so that we can take nothing out of it but if we have food and clothing, we will be content with these. But those who want to be rich fall in temptation and are trapped by many senseless and harmless desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, and in their eagerness to be rich, some have wandered away from faith and pierced themselves with many pains. But as for you, man of God, Shun all this. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, endurance, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called and from which you made the confession in the presence of many witnesses. As for those in the present age are rich, Command them, command them not to be haughty or to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but rather on God, who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. They are to do good, to be rich in good works, generous, and ready to share, thus storing themselves up for the treasures of a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that life that is really life. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Have you ever played that game where somebody, you know, throws out the question, you are stuck on a deserted island for the rest of your life, what are the five things that you would take with you? Or, you know, maybe it's the one thing, maybe it's the, I, I don't know uh, what, how that question's been posed to you, but we're going to pretend it, it's the five things, okay? So I was thinking about that for myself, and I was thinking, well, the first three things are easy. I would take my wife, Alyssa, and my two chocolate labs. You know, that, that, that's the easy part. But then I started to think about what the other two items would be. And, you know, I 
could have thought maybe practical and thought of, you know, a pan to help cook or, you know, some clothes or, you know, different things. But instead, I was like, well, you know, I really want my disc golf book bag that has all my disc, which, you know, maybe is more than two items, but I'm going to count it as one so that, you know, I can keep playing because I enjoy that. Or thinking about, well, you know, I would need some type of entertainment, I guess, because, uh, you know, I'm not someone who can just sit there um, 24-7. And so, I, you know, I could take my, my iPad if they could tell me that, you know, there's internet available. And as I was thinking through all the different things that I could take, I was realizing that... Um, I have a, an attachment to certain objects that maybe I shouldn't. I realized that um, I was more worried about some uh, not losing some of my possessions rather than uh, worried about what you know some of the most important things are in my life. And as I continued to kind of go down this rabbit hole and continued to think about you know, my response to this question, I continued to kind of, you know, go further and further and realize that Timothy was on to something. You know, Timothy, in our scripture that we read today, uh, he talks about our love for money being kind of one of the uh, roots of all evil. And you're like, well, are you sure? Because we need money to be able to live life in the way that our culture and our society is set up, right? We need money to be able to uh, buy food at times. We need money to be able to, uh, you know, have the necessities that are needed for life. But how many of us only worry about money and having the necessities of life, or how many of us have, whether it be consciously or unconsciously, been more concerned with, with money and, and what our money is being spent on, or how we are using our money. Like one, one great example, okay? Um, we are in the South, and we love college athletics here, and I bet every single team, no matter who you root for, they have individuals who give money to those programs. And when those individuals give money to those programs, a lot of times they expect say-so in decisions that are being made. They, they think of their money as, as power, right? They think of their, what they're giving to this program as power, and so they're able to make decisions that, that, you know, they probably shouldn't. I don't know what their knowledge is for the different programs and the decisions that they're wanting to make. Or how many of us, okay, and this I fall into uh, this category big time, how many of us, when we think about the items that we're spending uh, our money on, 
Uh, we agonize over what it is we're going to spend on um, because we're just like, ah, you know, is that really worth my money? Great example. About a year ago, uh, I decided that I wanted to buy a, a smoker so that I could, um, you know, do barbecue and whatnot. And I agonized over what it was that I needed and what kind I wanted. And so I looked at different things, uh, trying to look at the, the different reviews. And eventually I settled on one that was a little cheaper than maybe what I would have gotten originally or, or the type that I originally thought about um, when I first started doing my research because I deemed some of these other smokers not worthy of me spending my money on because I wanted to keep my money. It maybe took me a year to realize that but I was possessive in that moment. And so while money, the object, is not necessarily the root of evil, uh, we do, like I said, consciously or unconsciously, have a love for possessions and for wealth and for money more than we should. And part of it is because of how our, our culture and our society, uh, you know, the way that it is built where we need money to do different things. But we also, like I said, use money for power. We, we want to be viewed um, as the wealthy, right? So one of the things that Timothy is talking about um, where he is talking about those who are trying to gain all of this wealth. Uh, see, the way their system worked in uh, the Roman time, and those that Timothy is writing to, you know, the only way in which you would really gain wealth is, is to kind of buy in more and more to the Roman culture and the Roman uh, way in which they have set up their society, which the way they have set up their society and their culture, um, there are a, a small group of the wealthy, and then so many others were just struggling to figure out what they were going to do next. But that wealth was gained based off of who gave the buy-in, right? So, these individuals that Timothy is talking to, uh, they are, you know, just going full force and agreeing to whatever the Romans are sharing and saying so that they can gain wealth. That's a little different from our society, but we do chase after wealth, we chase after money. Uh, we have probably um, been in moments in our lives where, you know, maybe there is a promotion that we're going for um, and so is our friend. Maybe someone who uh, we've worked with for, you know, as long as we've been in that job. But because we're so consumed and we, we want that promotion, we then lose that relationship. And it's all because we're chasing wealth, we're chasing titles, we're chasing money. 
We put a lot of effort into that. Again, sometimes we know that we're doing that, but other times we don't realize it. But if we, if we change the narrative a little bit, if we change the narrative, and rather than the love that we put into power, into wealth, into money, what if we put it into something else? We've all heard these words, I imagine. Maybe you haven't, but I'm going to quiz you, okay? Who said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. I think I heard Jesus. That's Yes, give, give the traditional church answer. That's okay. It was not a trick question. Jesus shares this in the book of Matthew. Jesus says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And Jesus saying this is not the first time that this comes um, up in Scripture. Uh, actually, uh, the Israelites um, in the, the book of Deuteronomy, um, this is very similar saying that we see uh, God and Moses giving uh, the Israelites as they are going towards the promised land. But what would it look like, okay, stay with me, if the love that we consciously or unconsciously have for money, for power, for wealth, what if that love was exactly what Jesus is saying, and what if we love the Lord our God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind? Because when we talk about Loving the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, that is not an easy thing to do because we are not perfect. We have our own shortcomings. We are human beings. But what if we took the love that we have for uh, things that in the grand scheme of things don't matter as much, And we put that love towards our God. And we did love our God with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind. I would venture to say that the world would look a little bit different than it does. The darkness, the struggle that we see, maybe... Maybe it's not as much because our love for God comes out to one another and the light shines. I don't know because we're not there yet. I'm not there yet. I'm going to guess that none of you are quite there yet and that is okay. But for us to, to, as we're trying to go towards uh, loving God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, remembering what Timothy says. You know, we didn't come into this world with anything. 
So we're going to leave this world with nothing. So all of that effort, all of that desire that we put towards money, that we put towards wealth, that we put towards uh, possessions, what if we put all that energy towards loving our God with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all our mind? Because I'll be the first one to tell you, I am very good at sitting uh, as I wake up in the morning and looking at Amazon to see, oh, what am I going to buy next? But instead, what if my uh, response when I woke up was, how can I share God's love and God's mercy and God's hope How is it that I can continue to show God that I love God before everything else? That all of my being, all of my life that is given from God, that I'm using it towards God's mission and God's hope for the world. Because God created me. Jesus, Jesus is the Messiah, Jesus is my Lord, the Holy Spirit surrounds me, so my life should be to love God with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind. Shouldn't worry about the external worldly desires that come up. but rather to go out into the world and to show God my love by sharing the light of Christ in all that I do. And so my hope and my prayer for each and every one of us is that we continue to work towards doing that, that we work towards being people that are not as, as worried about the things of this world, power, wealth, possessions, money, but rather that we be people who love the Lord our God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, and with all of our mind. Let us pray. Almighty and gracious God, Lord, uh, we acknowledge we acknowledge that we put our love for earthly desires before you. And Lord, we just we acknowledge that we can do better. So continue to help us grow in our faith, continue to help us grow in our understanding of you so that we may continue to get closer to being people who love you, our Lord, with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind. That all of the energy and all that we have in our life, that it goes 
towards your mission, that it goes towards sharing your love and honoring you, our God, who love us, who love us so much more than we will ever be able to comprehend. So Lord, we just thank you. We thank you. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.